Hi, I'm Matthew Vandergeesen. Welcome to another episode of The Embodiment Project. In this excerpt from one of our online courses, we explore what happens when we work with embodiment in working with self-connection and how do we find a balance between that and connection to the world that we exist in. Enjoy. Uh, just where you and your body are at at this moment. And, and because that question isn't specific enough, what are the sensations that tell you that you exist? In that field of awareness, as you just kind of turn your attention to that, are there places internally that tell you something about the shape that your body, that your organism is taking up and how much of its, um, of the space are you aware of? Now, sometimes our, our sense of uh, our bodies can be quite vague. There's one embodiment teacher who talks, asks the question, are, are you using your body as, uh, your, as just a brain taxi? And, and sometimes it can feel very ephemeral, you know, and not having a lot of information unless something goes wrong. And so you might notice parts of that that are a little more um, transparent to your awareness. And then finally, starting to get the location of surfaces, how that field of you-ness knows how it's located because of the surfaces it comes in contact with. And to get even more specific, to just really get a feel for the exact shape of that contact, the quality of it. That one foot or one leg might have a, a difference in its pattern of level of connection, or the way in which you're seated perhaps in a chair and what are the contact parts of that seating or with your back if you're lying down. Your shoulders and arms and head. And then finally, just being curious about how you know that you're breathing. Where does your breathing exist within your awareness at this moment? What sensations tell you that it's there? And how does it respond to just the act of noticing it? Now, taking that gathering of awarenesses, what I'd like you to do is to try something that 
usually I bring in at the end of a longer practice. So let's see what this is like for you trying it at this moment, which is to start to expand your attention to noticing the space around you. And as you expand that attention, see if it has any effect on your sense of the sensory awareness, the sensory awareness of your organism, of your embodied space. Is there a shift in what your breathing wants to do? Is there a shift in the sensations of perhaps tension patterns or posture in your body as you open your awareness more to the external world? And it's everywhere around you, through the front of our awareness where most of, most of our physical senses are, but also above, behind, and just to notice how much that's there for us, to a certain extent below. Might be particularly noticeable if you're seated, seated. And to just be curious about how much you are aware of all those sensations when you, sorry, when you're aware of all those sensations of yourself, of your self-identity, when you open up your awareness to the world like this. Does it perhaps diminish? some parts of your awareness? Does it emphasize other parts of your awareness of yourself? And it might be interesting to ask the question of how much am I able to be in myself, in the sensations of my being, of my identity? How much can I be in myself and in the world? Open my awareness to the broader space around me. And then very gradually see what it's like to start to bring that awareness back inwards again. And just to notice what that's like, what you do, what you experience as you bring that intention of slowly turning your awareness more fully into the physicality, the sensations of your organic being, of your organism, until the outer world is going from you know, 60%, 40 to 30 to 5 until it's just really feeling how you are within your skin. And just noticing what it's like to revisit this inward sensing place. Does it have more intensity? sensory coloration, vividness, 
when you bring your intention more in, that change the shaping of your awareness of yourself. Now, just as you notice this, I'm just going to um, bring an image in, which is this idea of looking out over a field that's perhaps in, in late summer, so the grass is all very long and the wind is blowing across it. And you can see the shape of the wind by how the grasses are moving. Perhaps slightly bowed over in some places and like waves getting moved by the movement of the wind so that you can see the grass move, but you can also understand how the wind is moving and to just see how fluidly the grass tells you of the language of that interaction. And just think what it would be like if there was something in those grasses that was not plump and full of water and able to just flow, that perhaps had some deadness in it, perhaps a stalk that was starting to dry, and to feel how it might be that it would be responding differently to that wind. Perhaps not have the same capacity to move in response to it, and perhaps it has a slightly different feel, that resonance in your own body as you feel that place. Just as you, you notice how your body wants to be with this, I want to introduce an idea that comes from David Abram in his book, Spell of the Sensuous, which is this idea that, that the shamans that he met in his research into how uh, different peoples understand their interaction with nature would often say that they needed to stand on the outside of the society that they served so they could watch where the dissonances were, where the grasses that were the peoples of the village were not flowing in a dance with how nature was moving around them. And that the places where that wasn't happening were the places where either in an individual, there was some discord that would show up as an illness, physical or mental. And that as a community as a whole, that they might fall into a sense of discordance disconnection from the world and that it would show up in tensions and disorganization and that the job of the shaman was to help the individual or the village to find what they needed to do to re-enter into the dance again 
listen for what was needed and to re-establish that sense of momentary response, that is how the grasses might move in response to the wind. And it's not a, a one-way thing, that as the grasses move, they're affecting how the wind flows, and so as the people move in relationship to the world around them, there is a cause and effect of conversation that happens, but it's a conversation that comes from listening to the interaction, to the how do I need to be with this. So in this work, there's something really important, it seems, about finding how you are in your own space as the starting place. And that out of that, we start to hear, have a chance to hear better through the sounding board of our own being, how we need to be. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Embodiment Project podcast. If you want to find out more about the Embodiment Project, you can go to our website at somatics.ca, that's S-O-M-A-T-I-C-S dot C-A, where you can find lots of resources and access to the Embodiment Project. Until next time.